Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to a very special edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Natural Healing, Alternative Therapies, and the Big Pharma Mafia. We are actually joined by Dr. Stephanie Groot, a board-certified nurse, as well as an IV specialist and nutritional therapist. That's right, she joins us on the show this week to break down different things surrounding the coronavirus. That's right, alternative approaches towards building your immune system as well as fighting the virus. This information-packed transmission will leave your mind blown. We're definitely going to have the doctor, the good Dr. Stephanie Drutz back on with us again uh, to talk about UV light spectrums and how different colors have different healing effects. A couple weeks ago, uh, Trump made a off-the-cuff remark about how light can disinfect viruses in the body. Uh, and ironically enough, the good doctor is with us today to talk about these good things. And without spoiling too much, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for joining me in this very special edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm actually joined by Dr. Stephanie Groots, a board-certified ARNP FNP-C nurse. I, I, I know I botched that up. She's a she's a she's a IV nutritional therapist as well as an integrative medicine uh, specialist and a natural healing advocate. Uh, Stephanie, other than botching up your introduction. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So let me, I'll tell you the credentials. So it's, I'm a Please nurse do. practitioner, Please board do. certified. Um, ARNP is advanced registered nurse practitioner. FNPC is family nurse practitioner certified. All those letters, that's all it means. I'm a nurse practitioner. Um, I was trained in Western medicine. And then through my own health that I'm sure we'll get into later, uh, I started looking at integrative options. So I specialize in integrative care, which is what I bring to my patients. And Stephanie, you're actually joining us because uh, a couple weeks ago, inadvertently, you had, uh, you, you, inadvertently I posted a, a article about UV light being used as a treatment in relationship to the coronavirus. And the video that we equipped with the actual post came from your page that we, we, we found out after the fact, but ironically enough, it had nothing to do with the coronavirus. It was just brought up during that time frame. Would you like right. to explain uh, why why the treatment started in the first place and then we can connect it to what's going on right now? Yeah, so I, that the whole post I made was when President Trump got on and was talking about you know, the the theories of like using light, they were light and heat is effective outside the body. So he was saying in an off sort of Trump way about talking about IV lights inside the body. And then he was talking about disinfectants in the body. So before everybody, cause I knew people were already posting that, you know, he said to inject Clorox bleach and all that, which wasn't truth. But um, I wanted to make it clear to people that we already use this therapy in America and around the world, um, IV, UV light therapy and like vitamin C, IV, um, which turns into hydrogen peroxide in the cells. So like we're already using cleaning, disinfectants, 
throughout our body to heal us. And so that's kind of what brought on the post. And, you know, it was just something that I knew that was going to be popular among my peers, but had no idea that it was going to turn viral. Well, people are, uh, people are not necessarily desperate for cures and alternatives, but seeing, uh, seeing a treatment similar to what you put out offers an alternative narrative other than what we're hearing. Stephanie, I think we might have lost her. I think we might have briefly lost uh, Stephanie. Okay. And, yep. Stephanie? Well, I think we might have um, had a minor disconnect right there. Okay. Well, while we try to get Stephanie back in here, I figured I should let you guys uh, know one of the reasons. Wow. Stephanie, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know what that was about. I don't either. You were saying, you were saying, um, people are searching for a cure and then it just froze. Well, sadly enough, we, uh, we, we just had somebody on last week talking about the censorship of uh, nutrition, nutraceutical supplement salesmen, how they're mm -hmm. having to reword their uh, reword some of their pitches, uh, removing things like preventative medicines and treatments and stuff like that because of the coronavirus. And so I just think it's kind of funny that while we're talking about even the thought of a cure, it would happen here as well. Um, but I was going into how with the coronavirus, all this fear that's being put out there right now, the post that you put out there, it offers a different alternative and a different narrative uh, other than what's being promoted. So if you could speak a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, what What I was hoping for with my post was that it would give people ideas that there are alternative medicines available and that we don't have to do just one way. Western medicine is great at some things. It is great with acute traumas. That's That's what Western medicine is for, the quick fixes, the surgeries, the traumas. What Western medicine isn't good for is preventative medicine. I mean, how many how many people can go like a hospital wouldn't be in business if it didn't have sick people, you know, where doctors wouldn't be busy if they didn't have sick people. It's just this chronic, you know, failing system for, for health care, for prevention, for true health and getting to the root cause. So, you know, my post is really I try to wake people up with just the truth. I don't, I don't want to bring politics into it. Of course, it had to be political because it was him. And that's what I saw my post being thread to was either like supporting, you know, people's um, confirmation bias. There's a lot of confirmation bias going on right now. So my post try to stay in the middle so that people can take their own truth from from what is what is really happening in the world. Yes, vitamins, supplements, nutraceuticals—they don't play politics. They just are. We play politics with these items. That's why when you talk to a lot of people these days, they think nutraceuticals, they think supplements are a joke because they don't actually know the benefits of them. Uh, when you, I, you're a doctor, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of, uh, of how many Americans are on different pharmaceuticals or on prescription drugs and what this does to people's biology over time as well as their mind. So when you're talking about like preventative medicines and alternative cures, 
I feel like that should be like the only thing that we're talking about because what we're seeing with this particular event, this crisis, we're seeing that some of our some of our approaches, uh, they're not archaic, but they're band-aids on scars. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're used to treating people with covering our symptoms up with band-aids and we're getting to the we get to that point of no return, right? So like oh, we have to be intubated. But a lot of the studies out there are showing that um, metabolic imbalances, you know, having insulin resistance, diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, all of um, being obese, all of those things are putting us at higher risk for being, um, for having more severe cases of this COVID. Comorbidity factors. And Comorbidities. If, if, if you could speak a little bit about that, because we're not, unfortunately, one of the healthiest nations. We, we don't have great hygiene. We don't necessarily take care of ourselves. I mean, a couple of years ago, we had doctors telling us that cigarettes were good. So if you could speak about the, the, the current state of health in America. So when I see patients, they're typically pretty ill and they've seen a lot of other providers. And that's why they search out integrative medicine, because they are just sick of taking supplements or not getting to the root of their illness. Yes. Um, we have... There's just layers of things, environmental, you know, all the plastics. Mm-hmm. So just in it, for example, with plastics, like they're phytoestrogens, there's fake hormone disrupting chemicals in these plastics. So then we grow up in this time where our girls are having periods when they're really young because of the fake plastic that they're, you know, heating up in the microwave and, and consuming on a daily basis. So, you know, environment plays a huge part of our health. and um, you know, we can talk about vaccines all we want. I, that's a huge trigger to our immune system when we don't have a good, solid immune system to begin with. Um, but yes. other other things like mold and biotoxins and illness and viruses and pathogens, they can all serve in our body at, in some healthy way until our body gets so inflamed and disrupted that it can't keep up anymore. And that's when we have all this immune this immune problems, the comorbidities, inflammation. And we get sick easy. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, we were talking before the show. You were asking kind of like the, the history behind uh, behind us, the operation, and what we do. Everything that you mentioned there is, 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 is one of the reasons why we've created what we've created and why we have on guests like yourself to have these kind of conversations because we're seeing a system provide essentially death to us. And we're having to go out of our way to look at the benefits of vitamin D3, look at the benefits of zinc, iodine, magnesium, vitamin A, vitamin K, all these different things because they're not taught to us. And in our society today, in our generation that we've grown up in, uh, you know, (laughs) they they tell you that, uh, what is it, that that pharmaceuticals, that um, not hydroxychloroquine, hydrocodone, that oxys, that these are the things that help with like your anxiety. But whenever we learn that these things actually create chemical dependencies and it actually furthers the damage, it's because that narrative is not out there. We're not talking about, as you said before, actually healing the damage. Uh, because we, we, we could go on for hours on this. Uh, yeah. but just, just to kind of switch gears a little bit, and then we'll get into some of the questions and, 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 and topics and things. Uh, we're talking about Band-Aids on scars. Speak a little bit about the IV light therapy, I feel like that's so, that is, that is so cool to me, like injecting light into your body. And I know that's like a, an over-dramatized way to look at it, but I feel like that's so cool 
in so many different ways. And I know that you know, it be light for babies that have jaundice, but why yeah. is it something that's supported? So, I mean, it is supported. So we use it in Western medicine, um, just in different applications. Like you said, UV light for, you know, kids, children with jaundice or for, um, have a lot of patients that have, if they have psoriasis, they can go in and do UV light treatments for that, which totally eradicates their, their psoriasis on their skin. So there's a lot of external applications for lights and, and heat therapy for healing us. The UV light that I was doing, so I went to Seattle. Um, my, my mentor, his name is Dr. Paul Anderson. He owns Advanced Medical Therapies in Seattle, Washington. He's amazing. He's wrote Outside the Box Cancer Therapies. Um, he's just a true pioneer in everything that I do. So I always give him credit. Um, but I went out there to do some, some therapies for myself because I was going, I have Crohn's and I was going through um, different treatments. So with what our regimen was, was I was hooked up to IV nutrients. And then I also had a catheter. So an IV line in my arm that um, has a catheter with fiber cables basically that you insert like you would an IV and um, there you're showing it. Yeah. And so then they um, inject the light through the, through the bloodstream. So it's not going in, like it's not going in throughout your whole body, but it's going through that section of your arm where blood is constantly being recirculated. Your, your blood pumps through your system every 45 seconds. So, I mean, you're constantly, the blood's being treated as it's, passes through that light system that is, that um, is so mind it's, i'm sorry to me it's just like yeah, so mind-boggling and like no awesome it is and so there's different colors there's red there's yellow blue um the uv um blue green and they all have different properties so we're uh, oh god okay i'm trying not to get excited <laughs> we're literally talking about like the color spectrum and how different types of light can have different types of benefits in your body Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So let me let me let me just get you to explain the the uh, the vitamin C and treatment with it, and then we'll go into the questions from there because I'll get so excited on this that we won't touch <laughs> anything else. <laughs> that's okay. No, uh, any questions for that? But yeah. So that's so each each I did all the different light spectrums on it as I was going through the different treatments, which whichever worked best with what was being infused at the time. So yeah, I, I love that. In in talking about the hydro, the vitamin C therapy, that's what my passion is. That's what I do um, often. And I have a lot of cancer patients. So what happens when you give vitamin C at lower doses, it's an antioxidant. Once you get about 20 grams, so 20,000 milligrams, and you can, you do this via IV, once you get to that, you, it turns into an oxidant. So it goes from antioxidant to an oxidant. People are like, well, oxidants are bad, right? Well, oxidant is like a chemotherapy agent. But with vitamin C, it goes through the body and it doesn't wreck the good cells. It only kills the bad cells. So it goes, the high doses go into the veins and it turns into hydrogen peroxide in the body. Wow. It kills off the bad cells. And it works really synergistically with chemotherapy agents. Wow. This is a, you know, it's just, it's, this is so amazing. Um, early whenever all this was happening, I had uh, recommended to people to get like a diffuser 
put iodine with a little bit of hydrogen peroxide in there, not a humidifier, um, a diffuser, because of where the actual virus attacked your upper respiratory uh, area. And with the hydrogen peroxide, the iodine, um, they would actually help clear some of that out. So just to hear you talk about vitamin C transforming into that, it's just like, you know, I, I find it, I find it amazing. Um, yeah. But the, just to just to kind of switch gears again, because I don't want to spend too much time on every on on one thing. Um, but what are you? What are your thoughts of, of of these nurses doing these TikTok videos? I think that people are worried with everything that's going on, and I know that it's a form of solidarity. But what are other ways that that, that nurses and individuals like yourself can offer us courage during these times? You know that it's a really hard question for me to answer, just because as a nurse, I understand what it's like being um, in places where you're busy, you're stressed. N nurses do not have it easy by any means, um, and I and I can't I can't tell you what they're going through right now. I don't know if they're really busy and they're taking breaks and doing this. Um, I saw one that you know they were carrying out a COVID patient, like you know a fake death patient, and it didn't rub me the right way. I think that I'm, since I've seen like what backlash happened with my post and I'm a really honest human being and I really am here to help heal my patients. And um, so when I see people try to make you out to be a bad person, like I, I don't think that it was ever an intent for the nurses to, you know, to make it look like they're playing around or making fun or, you know, I don't know the truth like that. That's I think the hardest thing with all of us is that we don't we're not there. So we can't see are they busy Are you know, is, is this happening to the extent that the media portrays it is because that I think is the hardest thing for us just sitting indoors waiting for, you know, the country to open up again mm -hmm. is what is the truth. And that's what we're all just trying to figure out. You mentioned it briefly right there. Did you receive a blowback from posting that 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 video? You know, just the video and the post in general, you know, people just claiming that I was just a Trump supporter, which I have no claims to wow. political parties. Um, but, you know, like, or just saying, like, it, it being quackery or, you know, hope that I was still alive after doing all these things. And, you know, it's just people's ignorance. And, and, and I tell people, you don't, you will try anything. If you've had a chronic disease or illness or cancer, like you will try anything and it's not wrong. It's not wrong to want to try something. What, what's your alternative? You know, chemotherapy is, will kill you. will kill yeah. you at some point, you know? So it's one of those things that, you know, I'm an advocate for people doing what feels best for them. And it's different for every person. I'm sure we'll get into this, uh, you know, kind of what spurred you to go down this path because whenever I was getting articles and videos and stuff together, I was going through your page. And personally, I have like a fear of needles. I don't know what it is. So like inherently, I'm like away from vaccines and stuff like that. But the way that you're promoting and putting out the IV treatment, it sounds silly, but I was like, how? Like this actually sounds like something that I would go into. Um, it seems like you're trying to put things into people's bodies that help flush the system and build the immune system up instead of the alternative with a vaccine to where it seems like it kind of destroys the immune system and compromises you. So I just yeah. think it's, it's crazy. Uh, just how the same thing can be viewed through a different lens. One can be one can be designed for death, and the other one can basically give you life. Uh, yeah. But the next question I had is, uh, what do you think about these these nurses and doctors uh, being furloughed 
during this crisis? You know, it's like any other profession, right? The people, everybody's going to be suffering and they're going to feel it. It's, I don't know what it's going to look like in a few months when things are rolled out. But, you know, I know a lot of docs in my local area that, you know, they, they survive on um, elective procedures and, and things like that. And, and they haven't been able to do them just because of the laws and regulations. So, you know, it's it's really putting anybody out of a job for a long period of time isn't sustainable for our economy. So we'll see. It does It doesn't make sense. Uh, none of what we're seeing as far as uh, the medical approach doesn't make sense. The political approach doesn't make sense. The, 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 the sociological approach doesn't make sense. Um, and we'll definitely, we'll leave that over there. We'll let other people decide that. Uh, but during this time frame, have you had, an increase or an influx in uh, patients? Have people tried to seek out more of your therapy? Yeah, I've had uh, I've had a steady stream. So you know, like when when all of this went down, I really changed the way of the outline of my clinic. So instead of you know having four people in a room at a time, you know, it was very spaced out throughout the day so that people aren't getting exposed to other people. Uh, so, but it's been good. Like we people are calling people are emailing people are reaching out wanting to know different information or where they can find local people to help them so yeah it's really exciting to just open up the conversation and is this like a yeah i i feel like this is just something that should be talked about more why isn't uh why isn't this field promoted like why 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 is it uh, why doesn't this seem like it should be more popular i feel like this is this is phenomenal it, it's, it, it really is. And I think it's just the fear of the unknown, right? Like anything new or anything, Western medicine has just been such an integral part of our upbringing for most people, most Americans that like this stuff seems weird. But you know, when it's it, on the West Coast, it, it's very common that it happens. I'm in Midwest, I'm in Iowa. So people around here, they're like, what is all of this? But you know, my passion, so like I was saying earlier, I have Crohn's disease. Um, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease when I was 20 years old. I had a DTaP vaccine. Three weeks later, I was diagnosed with uh, seronegative rheumatoid arthritis. Wow. Yeah. So, and I honestly, I was a nurse at the time. I was Western medicine. I didn't know anything about integrative medicine. My first job as a nurse was a flu shot nurse. I gave hundreds of flu shots. And... Wow. I didn't know the difference. I mean, that's what I was taught. And so I didn't realize that that was even a correlation, even though it came so soon after. Speak, speak on that whole experience, because I feel like that is, we've talked about the kind of cross reactions that happen with children when they take vaccines at certain pharmaceuticals. But hearing, hearing, hearing somebody come from Western medicine approach, and they just kind of have their world rocked by this, I feel like your testimony uh, is extremely Powerful. So please speak on that whole experience if you could. Yeah. So I was the I was that nurse, the nurse that would, you know, 20 years old thinking I knew everything. I would I would see mothers that were anti-vaxxers and I would be like, you guys are crazy. You know, I, I would chastise them. And my first I know the universe aligned me with I couldn't find a job right away after I graduated. And the first thing that was available was being a flu shot nurse. So anyway, that's what I did. And I had to I know that there was a reason. And after doing that, I had to do, I had to give a bunch to um, elderly patients and 
they're so weak and frail to begin with. I just one day was like, I'm never giving another injection again. So then with my own health, when I got the DTaP vaccine, I didn't know. So I just woke up one day and I could hardly walk. My ankles were huge. And I mean, I'm a pretty healthy person. But looking back when, you know, it takes sometimes takes the stubborn people like myself a while to figure things out. So, you know, in the meantime, while I was figuring out what what happened, like I was on methotrexate, which is a cancer drug. I was on steroids. I I did the Western medicine thing. And then I kept getting sick. So by the time I was about 25, like I was just getting worse and I felt horrible every day. And that's when I was finally diagnosed with Crohn's, which I I had the whole time. Um, But that's when I was like, I got to a point where I was on a biologic. It was called Humira and it wasn't working. And I was like, what am I going to do next? Like, this is one of the harshest meds I can take. I'm shutting my immune system off. Like, there's no reason why a healthy person would get a disease like this. Right. And so that's when I started like looking into things deeply. And what I realized was when I got the DTaP vaccine, my immune system was not healthy. I had a lot of stress in my life, just graduated, just started a new job. I had, um, I didn't have good friendships, relationships. There's just a lot of toxicity. And so that was just the, it wasn't the cause. It was one of the main factors that just took my immune system over the edge. Mm-hmm. So luckily down the road, I, I read this article from a chiropractor about leaky gut and that was what changed my life. Wow. That is a, that is, that is, that's an amazing testimony because you're, you're, you're basically explaining how you're coming from the medical health field, trying to help people. And in a weird way, you're seeing the, not the corruption and not the incompetence, but kind of just, just the hiccups, the failures, the cracks within the system, uh, from helping people to the vaccines that are already realizing like we shouldn't, we shouldn't be doing some of these things. Um, you know, when the, the same with that, like parallel to that, I was, Uh, working in a nursing home as a nurse practitioner. I had, I ran an acute rehab center. So I had 80 people that I was in charge of and most of them were coming from the hospital acutely ill. And I mean, they're elderly and they were being fed gluten, dairy, sugar. And I'm like, how, how are they ever going to heal when they're on this highly inflammatory diet? And I, I just, that's what was one of the deciding factors that made me leave was because I needed to do something that would help me and help other people. You know, what's, what's weird is uh, ironically enough, you're confirming what a lot of people have said that some doctors go through their whole medical schooling, their whole training and don't really receive a lot of information about nutrition or vaccines. They're actually just given these things and then put into the system. And so you're, yeah. Talking about gut microbiome, the importance of that, having like a healthy diet, all these different types of things that wasn't discussed uh, when you went to school or whenever you started a a, a job. No, no, it wasn't. And, you know, I guess to me, just to interject, that was something you had to learn yourself. You had to go out of your way to get more, more versed on, on, on human biology, on, on how it all works, how stuff bioaccumulates, like vaccine inserts, you had to go out of your way for that after paying for a medical degree. So yeah, as I, so I'm a nurse practitioner. So going through my studies, um, my vaccine was basically you get the timeline. 
this is what you give to them at this time. You memorize that. You, you don't question it. You don't know anything about treating adverse reactions. There's none of that. It's this is what the kids need to get at this time. And what do you do if they miss one? Or So that was the extent of that. And nutrition, I took a nutrition course in nursing when I was going through nursing school, and that was the extent. But not even, like, to give doctors and, and nurse practitioners and everybody else credit, like, the dietitians are the ones that are are doing, like, if they're not holistic dietitians, they're the, they are perpetuating the problem by being okay with gluten, dairy, sugar, you know, all that perpetuating the inflammation in the body. I, I definitely agree. That was uh, something I had to learn, the, the benefits of a prebiotic, acidophilus, probiotics, stuff like that, breaking down uh, what's in your gut, getting out all that rotten stuff in your intestines. That's yeah. definitely something I had to learn because this isn't talked about in our modern culture. Society doesn't really advocate uh, having a healthy biome, a gut microbiome, having a healthy diet, having a purified and clean system. In a weird way, it kind of gets taken to extremes with things like veganism and other diets and things like that. But that comfortable middle ground, uh, it's never really met. But if you could, because I'm, I'm very fascinated, very interested kind of with your growth to this point, would you say that it was because you weren't educated about vac or educated about vaccines and nutrition and things like that that kind of spurred you to go down the IV uh, the IV path? So with that, it, when I was diagnosed with Crohn's and I was going through my treatments, I wasn't absorbing nutrients well. Correct. Right, Crohn's you don't. So I was trying to figure out, I was like, how can I get nutrients into my body bypassing my gut, which is inflamed and da damaged right now? And that's what made me think about IV nutritional therapy. I didn't even know that it existed, but I started doing research and I found uh, a school a certification body on the coast, on the West Coast that uh, I got certified through. Okay. So I went there, I learned about vitamin C and um, glutathione and NAC, vitamin D, everything, and learned how to infuse it into people. And I started started having it done on myself, and that's how it kind of popped up in my clinic. And so explain the process a little bit, and then we'll jump back into the questions. It's it, I, I hear it's done over like a four- or six-hour period. So it just depends on what someone gets. So typically when someone comes in, like I have different types of infusions. Mm -hmm. So my general clientele that, you know, just comes in and wants to keep their immune system healthy, I have what's called an immune boost. So it's 12,000 milligrams of vitamin C, some B vitamins and minerals. Um, we start an IV on them, which it's the, I use the smallest catheter. It's tiny. It, it takes 45 minutes to infuse. Um, and yeah, people just kind of get repleted from from the depletions they get from day to day life. Get that up there for uh, for the audience because it is a uh, gosh. This is I, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by this, but I, I really am. I think you know, with all this stuff going on, the stuff of like vaccines and you know digital certificates, I feel like having this be the image of like health. You know, having different uh, different treatments, different things like this. I feel like this is the positive image that people really need to see. Um, but just to jump back to the UV light therapy, uh, sorry to be all over the place, but some people were joking in the comments of our post about, oh, 
just go outside and get sunlight or oh uh hop in a tanning bed could you please just explain for our audience why that's why that's a silly approach i mean going out and get sunlight that's not silly but yeah no i mean when you're going through when you're doing it infused through the blood obviously how as we talked earlier it's a different mechanism right because it's actually touching the red blood cells as they're going by the light um yeah vitamin d from the sun sunlight is amazing and i i can't promote it enough i sunlight is talked down upon yes you know like it they we act like it causes cancers it's not the truth if you are a healthy person and you have a good environment and a good microbiome and your internal milieu is healthy you will not have sun sun cancer skin cancer it's it's given a bad rep for for really no reason well i mean it's it's life-giving energy it's, it's the sun are, yeah. we, are we that? We like, demonize it. We demonize the sun. It. Are we that so far gone that the thing that gives life to this entire world of ours is considered evil now? Like, I, I don't understand. Well, uh, when someone's diagnosed with like skin cancer, Western medicine is an unempowering medical system. It makes you be the victim. Yes. So we can't we can't tell you that you have skin cancer because you eat a shitty diet and you don't take care of yourself. We will tell you the sun is causing your skin cancer. I just feel like because, that's because then you're unempowered and you just have to go through these waves. And I guess that's kind of one of the main reasons that I had to get out of it, like out of my myself healing. I was I was unempowered. I was the victim. I was told that this poor me. And I was like that's no way to live. I have to be empowered. I have to make choices for my body that feel good for me. Yes. So that when I did that, my whole life changed. And I, I'm sure, you know, this is a, it's a rhetorical answer, but I'm sure there are other doctors and nurses that, that, that share your same sentiment. What do you, we already went over this, but could you describe a little bit more in depth, kind of like your waking up process saying, I'm not helping people. I'm, I'm hurting them. I want to heal them. Like, do you, do you think a lot of people have that, that schism to where they say, I'm seeing one thing, being told another, and carrying out something else? Yeah, that's, you know, that's um, a big spiritual th journey that people have to go on, you know, and I think we see a high rate of suicides among physicians, and I feel like that's one of the reasons is because the demand and the inability to like they they know they're yeah. brilliant doctors don't get their degree because they're not smart yeah. they're br brilliant so like to have to be fed through um books and protocols that were done for the benefit of big pharma like that that can't sit well in someone that has morals and, and ethics so yeah it's it's hard i think uh i think in a weird way we've kind of been dancing around this next question i have for you it's not um it's not with what i sent you but do you think uh what we're experiencing right now is kind of like a reformation of like our health system like do you think because we're talking about the redundancies some in certain places how certain treatments are are worse than the actual disease itself do you think with this event that we're that we that we will see uh, other treatments like iv light or IV therapy and UV light, will, will we see other things like this happen afterwards? I, I feel like it will, and I pray that it will. I mean, I think that 
the power is in the people's hands. So my, my goal is to empower everyone to just to be their own advocate for themselves. And when they do that and they see this stuff, they're the ones that can say, Hey doc, I want you to try this UV light therapy with me. I want you to try vitamin C with me. And so if they keep pushing for it, their, their providers are eventually going to have to, to figure it out. Like, okay, either I'm going to have to learn about this or I'm going to have to find someone that's doing it because my patient wants it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the, the supply, the, the demand is there. We just literally yes. have to supply it. I mean, I feel like people are learning that vaccines are, they have their usefulness, but people need to know that there's other, there's other treatments. And, and I know we said this at the start of the show as well. You putting that post out there, it kind of reminds people um, that, there are, that there are other things to do. Uh, but to get back into the group of things, for people that are unable to access the treatment, IV, uh, IV treatment and UV light therapies, what are other protocols and approaches that you would recommend to help people build their immune systems uh, during this time frame? So, you know, the getting back to the basics, like making sure they're getting the sunlight, so not staying cooped up in their house, yes. um, drinking a lot of water, getting enough sleep. I mean, these are all the things, buying UV blue blocking glasses, you can get them cheap. And that can help with when you're on computers or anything like that. That can help save and help your circadian rhythm. Um, if you have access to a sauna at a gym or somewhere local that, you know, can be affordable. Getting sweating and detoxing is a huge benefit for your body. So those things, they don't have to cost a lot of money, but they can really help. You know, and especially as we've been talking a lot, diet, vegetables, yes. fruits, fresh food. Uh, anything that you can get into your body that's going to nurture it and not inflame it with sugars and processed foods. Yes. Well, it, it, if you don't mind me asking, you know, I, I feel like everything that has been promoted to us has, has been like counterproductive as far as like fighting a virus. So when they're telling us to go inside, we're, yeah. we're, we're not building our immune system, sanitize everything, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're not exposing yourself to potential, potential diseases. Uh, lower your immune system by not getting sunlight, you know, uh, sit inside in a dark room, stress, have cortisol throughout your entire your, your brain and your body. I just feel like everything that was promoted to us was the exact opposite of what you would do. Yes. And wear, wear masks, you no, know, breathe, breathe in your own oxygen, your CO2. Yeah. It, I mean, I agree. Every, everything like that. And that's why people are looking for, are looking at you for, you know, your facts and your posts because they want to know the truth and they, they understand that the media is on this level of corruption and in only telling one side of a story. And there's a lot of fear mongering going on and people get, are getting that. And so we're waking up to it. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And if you could, uh, you're way more qualified than me to speak on the concept of the second wave. This is something that we hear coming out right now. Uh, that we didn't build herd immunity because of all those steps that were taken and because of us opening up things now, we might actually see a secondary wave of infections. Could you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, I I think if we open up now, at least in, in our area, it's turning, it's warmer, right? So mm -hmm. coming out, yeah, it, there will always be a spike. It, you know, if you have people isolated for so long, there's going to be a spike when people get back to the real world. But luckily, if people are getting back to the real world now, um, there's the heat, there's the temperatures, there's the yes. extra 
you know, the, there's the extra safety precautions that, I mean, just come with just having summer, right? We have less infections and illnesses in the summertime. So getting through that before we hit the winter when our immune systems are lowered and depressed, it would it will help us. So I, I mean, I do think there's going to be a rise, but what are you going to do about it? Right. We, what are you going to do about it? Like a vaccine isn't going to be a cure. It's not. Um, unfortunately. Oops, just interject. I mean, they're already talking about different mutations and things like this, saying that whatever whatever vaccine we come up with, it's not going to be the right combination. So that right. whole, that whole narrative that they're putting out there, it's like already it's being deflated live time. It's 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 very very silly to see. Yeah. Um, if, if because we see a lot of people, we see a lot of companies rushing to get a vaccine made. Gilead, mm-hmm. uh, Johnson and Johnson. Um, I forget. I forget what the other company is. I Pfizer, Merrick. Pfizer, yep, Merrick. Uh, was um, was GlaxoSmith and Klein? Were they working on one as well? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they all are. I, yeah, yeah, right. Because they all want to take that money. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about this. Are you? Are you mm-hmm. the slightest bit worried about uh, yeah. big pharmaceutical Terrified. companies trying to come up with a vaccine? Terrified. Yeah. I mean, there's there. They've already said they're going to start injecting it like now time, real time into like children, into healthy children. And I just, it's not right. It's, I, these beautiful babies are going to be ruined and it's because of ignorance and greed. It's, it's all, it's greed. And when, Mm -hmm. you know, like conspiracy theories, like I say that they're only conspiracy theories when like those are they're more real and believable than the truth. Right. And when you follow these type of things, you follow the money and you see where everything's coming from. And Bill Gates is someone that's on the target for people that are, you know, waking up because you see what his um, foundation has put their money into and all of the vaccine industries that he has put his money, he's put his money into all of these. He wants to be the one that gets this vaccine out and it will billions of dollars for for him and it's it's not it's scary it's very scary it's very scary and i think we should because we're mentioning this one of the reasons i think a lot of people are worried about what bill gates is creating is because of that quantum dot nanotechnology that they admit they will put inside of these vaccines with the immunity the immunity passports and the digital certificates i think everybody has like a, a a inherent issue with with having something foreign forcibly injected into you and then turning you into cattle to where they can track you. And I know it, it it's all under the guise of, 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 Oh, we're here to care about you. The global health, like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a public health and global health expert. Trust me. I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but there's so many privacy violations that go with that. And as we talked about just before uh, with the combinations of vaccines, we're not sure whether or not that'll actually be the right one. And so right. there's there's so many red flags when you look at Bill Gates and his ties to these vaccines and how all of this is just being rolled out. You know, Johnson Johnson taking part in Event 201 back in October, asking for regulatory flexibility when it comes right. to manufacturing vaccines. It's like does does nobody catch that? They're literally yeah. asking for for uh, they're asking for protection to conduct human experiments. Yeah, this is this is Nuremberg trials. Well, like no, nobody wants to talk about human experimentation five time. We're just okay with it now. Yeah. This is, this is crazy. Right. 
Yeah, I, I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could ease your mind, but that's I think some of the struggles that we have as we are, you know, waking up to this broken system. Like that's why people are. I mean, I guess that's the beauty of this is that people are waking up and people on both sides. It's not political anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. people are seeing Gates and it's not Democratic, it's not Republican. It's just this one man's greed. And I mean, obviously, there's a ton of people that are connected with this greed and you know the the 1%. But um, yeah, it's waking people up to be like, hey, I don't want that. And, and some people want it. They, they don't care. And you know what? Go for it. They, they can be the test subjects. They, I mean, it's your body. It's your choice. And that's what it should always be, which we shouldn't have to be mandated to do anything. I don't want to have to have a chip inside me to be able to to enjoy a trip with my family or, you know, go to a game or something like that. I, I, and I foresee that happening. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're already talking about it uh, yeah. with the new normal. And we've got California Gavin Newsom talking about how things will never return until we get the passport. And that's just very, it, it's, it's terrifying to see. It's fear mongering. And I also feel like it has to happen in order for us to have these kinds of conversations so that we can link up, get this type of information out there to the public and at the same time, create a narrative of change. If people only see Bill Gates out there with his vaccine trying to, you know, shoot people up, they're going to say, oh, gosh, well, I guess this is this is the direction we're going. Exactly. But unless we start having like a, a honest to God conversation about effective, uh, effective and alternative holistic treatments towards a wide variety of diseases, we're going to go with this death science that Big Pharma has concocted. And that's what we need to point out. It's like a yeah. multi-pronged battle right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it. We are. We are uh, just to just to get back on the topic because I I have a villainous professional hatred towards Bill Gates and I don't I want to, I don't it's want hard. to it's hard it's hard when you when you know what you know it, it's hard to go back to you know feeling any different so yeah. until I talking? until I would see something different I'm like okay I always try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt but it's always like especially with him everything he that comes out of his mouth is just he doesn't hide it. This is what he wants. Did you see him get giddy on CNN whenever he was talking about, well, we're just going to have to give you guys a shot for the third world country. Things may not go back to normal, but when we get the vaccine, did you see how giddy he got talking about that? Yeah. I just, there are just certain tells where you're like, good Lord, get this sketchy man out of the, off the TV. I don't want to see this anymore. Right. (laughs) Oh, so true. Yeah, we, we, we got to stay away from Bill Gates because yes. apparently that's a trigger topic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we were mentioning it briefly beforehand, uh, you know, the immunity, the immunity passport and the digital certificates. You see that you also speak on 5G and things like this. A couple weeks ago, we, I don't want to say we got pressured. There's a lot of information that came out uh, connecting coronavirus to 5G. We're not saying 5G causes coronavirus. We're saying that it uh, helps potentially the ability to contract coronavirus. Um, if you could speak a little bit about 5G and what that does to our immune system. Well, I, and I will say before 5G, just, you know, the flu vaccine and studies have shown that it increases the risk for coronavirus by like 30%. Yep. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of factors. Again, metabolic, metabolic syndromes, over obesity, all of that stuff has increased factors. 5G, um, it it literally ruins our DNA. It, it it it's like a scrambler, right? So it weakens it weakens the cells in our body. 
it does. Wireless does. Um, electromagnetic fields does that to our system in different degrees, right? So 5G is is a major degree. It's a, it's a higher frequency. It's closer to us, right? They have to they have to put the 5G everywhere to because it's shorter span but more intense. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's decreasing. In general, it decreases the immune function, right? Because it's it's weakening the cells in our body, which are our immune system. So when you do that, of course, it's going to be easier for any diseases to to come apparent. I feel like you know, people don't understand how we're affected by things that we can't see. Mm. And when you start talking about you know electromagnetic radiation uh, frequencies and how these things mess with our immune system. They, it, it really does get lost on them. Um, if you could speak a little bit about how your phone, just as a simple example of how your phone, when you put it up to your face, how it emits like a low level frequency that over extended periods of time can develop cancer. And so if people are thinking about how this very simple phone device that they have in their pocket all the time affects them, what about this even larger thing that, that's going on in the background that affects it? If you could speak right. a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, a personal experience that I had, um, I didn't really ever realize that I was electromagnetically sensitive, but I that's would a, that's have, a thing. That's a it, very is, thing. it is, and I would, so I would have my cell phone, I would be holding it in my hands, and I complained every day to my boyfriend that I was, that my hands were sore every day, and I finally, a couple of years ago, I bought an EMF case. And I put it on and weeks later, I was like, Alex, I didn't, I've not complained about my fingers hurting, have I? And he's like, no, you haven't. So it was literally me holding my phone that, that was, that was hurting my hands. And so I have like just a, a EMF case that I have on my phone that I use all the time to protect when I do call. So when I make my calls, I've never have my head on the screen because it does emit low low levels good. good and i tell people like so safety wise like use a speaker phone don't let your phone die you know don't be using it at two percent because it does give off more emf that way yeah and so. sometimes you can even feel it you know you'll be holding your oh, phone gosh. and you just get like a random surge of heat yeah you know? and nobody puts two and two together that that's either your phone ramping up more power to receive more signals or that that's just like breaking down your 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 breaking down your blood barrier. It's just right. so crazy to see all these different things that we're affected by, and to just, it, I guess, and to just see like not negligence, but just to see these people that we're supposed to give our trust and our faith to, to see them kind of fall. You know, it's just it's just sad. Uh, but I, to, people just don't like. I just don't think like the people that are like providers, you know, your local doctors and nurse practitioners that take care of you, like they truly care for you. Like they're not there to cause you harm. They literally just don't realize it. They don't understand. And now, yeah. especially in the world that we're living in, it's every day is something new and it's really confusing. And for people to try to search for that truth, like I literally had to go internal, right? Like I had to meditate I had to just be my in myself to to wake up and it's not easy because when you're when you're taught something your whole life and then your whole belief system changes 
it it triggers some internal stuff that you have to deal with you're right unlearning what you've learned is a very real thing and then teaching yourself to learn in a completely different way that's a very real thing we had a guest on uh earlier this week that that another doctor ironically enough in singapore um that said the very same thing that you've got to look at the world today with censorship misinformation fake news um, an ever-increasing list of chaotic problems that we've got to deal with people don't know and this is this is a real fact and so when we have conversations like this we're not saying we know anything we're just saying this is what we know uh, and this is how what we do know could help overall uh, but I, I, I love where your head's at I love where your head's at um, I also noticed that you have your own line of supplements that's super cool you want to explain that like that's I feel like you're getting butt over here, Steph. Like you, you're, you're working with lie. You're over here, like yeah. rebuilding yourself, exposing vaccines, coming up with your own supplement line. Like, as you been? as you can tell, everything that has been done in my life, my 32 years of life, everything that's been done is because of something that has happened to me. Right, vaccine, like talking about vaccines, but really the whole vaccine thing was seeing my patients and their kids being um, damaged. It wasn't even about me. But um, IV therapy, about my gut um, supplement line. Again, I was getting supplements when I didn't know the difference and I started learning about them, what what a good product was and what something wasn't. And I uh, realized that the stuff that you usually get behind a shelf at like a Walmart or something is or like that nature made it's it's a joke and it has a lot of bad ingredients and I didn't want my family or myself to be inject ingesting them so I created my own supplement line I have I have the best uh, graphic designer so yeah we've just put these together because yeah like looking at nature made you know having polyethylene glycol, which is in like antifreeze and different different chemical constitutions. Like there doesn't need to be any extra product in in your supplements. It needs to be high quality. I teach people all the time about like the B vitamins. Like you don't want folic acid. You want methylfolate. Uh, you want you don't want um, B12 as cyanocobalamin. You want methylcobalamin. If you if you listen to the word of cyanocobalamin, cyan, cyanide. So there's a toxin in the cyanocobalamin that needs to be broken down by our body. So there's things like that that we just need to to be aware of when we're purchasing supplements. Now, I've, I've definitely heard of um, I've definitely heard of methylcobalamin, but I've never I've, I haven't gotten like a, a a a more detailed explanation on it. Um, I hate to sound like a loser or a lame but could you explain that a little bit differently for me and the benefits so, of methylcobalamin? Have you heard of um, genetic mutations, like the methylation problems that we have? So uh, over 50% of Americans can have some sort of methylation issue. So methylation is like how our body can break down, break down things and, and make us... Uh, our genetic, our genetic predeposition. Okay. So some of us have methylation issues. So let's say for instance, folic acid, our, our body has to break down folic acid like six times before it goes into the cell. Well, if we have a methylation issue, it stops right here. So the, the folic acid can't break down into the cell properly. 
So if we give our body methylfolate, the higher quality form, it doesn't have to break down as much and it actually starts past that genetic breakdown. So it gets absorbed into the cells. That's like the simplest way I can say it. So I tell people um, like methylfolate is one of the easiest and, and methylcobalamin for like B12 and folic folate. Um, they're the easiest things to read on the back of a bottle. So if you see something with folic acid in it, you know that it's probably some cheap product. Mm-hmm. If is you see something that has color in it, like run, you know, you shouldn't ever have to have fake color in a supplement. It's yeah. just an extra toxin that your body has to go through. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. Is this, is this why uh, some people say that certain people don't have uh, the minerals in their system to upload certain vitamins? When, when you have mineral deficient, when methylation issues or genetic deficiencies, yeah, you can have problems. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. So that the, uh, so the methylcobalamin will help whatever you're trying to upload. The, the methylated vitamins um, are just the more, they're already broken down. So they're easier for our cells to, to absorb. Okay. Well, thank you for educating me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always trying different body sciences and different things. Um, like the other day, <laughs> the other day I, um, I went by this, this, uh, this mom and pop shop because I was looking for zinc and I tried, I thought I was super cool. Cause you know, I, I, I run miles every day. I'm out there in nature. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. So I thought, Oh, I'm fine. I can take zinc straight. Don't take, oh, no. don't, don't take zinc straight. Don't do it. You will throw it up. Yeah, you, you will throw it up and don't drink it with orange juice because you will throw up the orange juice too. Oh God. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly what happened. I thought I was cool trying to do yeah. body science, took, <laughs> took zinc and threw it right back up. And so it's just interesting to hear these different types of things because you don't think about your body being like toxic or any of this type of stuff until you give it what it actually needs. And then you realize you may not be deficient, but you're not also abundant in it either. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. I always warn my patients, especially about zinc, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, so, needless to say, I'm I'm slowly learning how to integrate it into my daily supplement yeah. routine. <laughs> good. I mean, it's it's so good. Zinc is so good. But yeah, I take it with a meal for sure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I um I do a lot of weird things in my body, you know, and I'm just learning that there's. I'm not as young as I used to be. I'll just say that I'm not as young as I used <laughs> sure. to be. You don't recover as fast. You're trying no. all these things. It sure. will. It won't hurt you. It'll just kind of set you back a day or two. Yeah. Um, but uh, this next question I have for you, it's, it's one that we've kind of been talking about throughout the entirety of the, the transmission. But why would government and media want to censor crucial information that could save people's lives? Is it for the almighty dollar? I believe that. Yes. I mean, it's just, I mean, I have a feeling that some people want, they're, they're a fear, right? It's fear-based and they don't want to spread misinformation. But when you're, when you're uh, controlling someone telling you to, to take vitamin C, something that can't hurt you, then, then there's other motives, right? Yeah. I mean, when, even when we're looking at medications and not vitamins, like the hydrochloroquine and um, that costs in azithromycin costing about 50 to 68 cents a pill. And then that wasn't good enough. Right. And so the resdemzavir or whatever the new antiviral is a thousand dollars a pill, you know, yeah, that's coming out. So, yeah. So that, I mean, obviously look, 
look at where the money is and, and that's where you'll find why media and everybody's being censored. What are your, if, if, since you brought it up, what are your thoughts on hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, uh, and zinc? I, I mean, when when I when all this was going down, um, I was a huge proponent for vitamin C in the hospitals. I really wanted to get that going because it it was done. Wuhan has trials out for it. Uh, New York City, they had a hospital that was doing it. So I know that vitamin C works, and it would be easy and cheap and effective, but doctors are very hesitant on doing something like that, right? Because it, again, it's away from Western medicine. So give them a drug and they feel the power. And so the, my local hospitals are doing the hydrochloroquine, azithromycin, uh, zinc combination, and they're having really good success. So, you know, what the QT interval for the heart, that's what they're concerned with, it sounds like. And, you know, when someone's going to die, what else are you going to give them? You know, it's mm -hmm. the rims Resemdivir, whatever. Um, yes, it, it's not showing high quality output studies either. So it's just another drug that they are just going to try to push, and that's what it is. Yeah, it, it, I feel like that's what's crazy about it too. Is is you see people in France uh, taking it on, people in Canada are doing hydroxychloroquine, people all oh, over yeah. the world are beginning to adopt it, and I guess because Trump brought it up or because it shows political. Hope, yeah, political. They don't want you to have hope. And so they, they, they offered this horrible alternative to shut down that narrative. And I just yeah. feel like that's, that, that it is, it is so crazy to see politics being put over people's lives right now. It's like, as if we have all these cures, doctors in Shanghai talking about doing what you're doing, IV, uh, vitamin C treatments to their patients, having wonderful success rates. And it's, it, 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 it it's so simple. But because it's not, I don't know what, because it's not brought up by Dr. Anthony Fauci or because it's not brought up by someone else, we're willing yeah. to put ourselves over this. This is, this is ignorance at its finest. You know, it, yeah, if you threw a drug name on vitamin C, it would be, it would be given right now. You know, if you would do a placebo, if you would change the name and make it sound a little bit different, but be a vitamin C, they would all be using it right now. And, you know, to speak on that, like, I am so passionate about this because, like I told you, I mentor Dr. Paul Anderson. He's the one that fights against the FDA to keep the nutraceuticals um, and our compounding authorities, our compounding rights alive. And just to give you an example of this corruption is uh, turmeric, curcumin, you know, the orange spice that you cook yeah. with, a lot of Indian foods. Put it in curry. Amazing, yes. It's an amazing anti-inflammatory. It's an amazing anti-cancer agent. We were using it in IV form for both of those, like nice. people having curative forms of by using IV curcumin. Nice. So not making any FDA claims. But anyways, um, two people I know um, had a reaction from curcumin, which drugs reactions happen all the time, right? But we don't do anything about it. Well, after someone had an anaphylactic reaction, they took it off the market. And we're like, okay, when's it coming back? Well, they made it illegal for the raw ingredient to come to the United States. But then now there's a synthetic chemotherapy agent, mm. lipokirk, that is a curcumin agent that is going to be sold for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
So synthetic curcumin instead of like organic and natural. Yeah, so it will still kill you. I mean, it will have chemicals and stuff that like a chemo. So it will still kill you eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know how cheap and easy it would be just to get the real stuff. But yeah, it's like that. So it's in the the end stage phase trials and that's why it's not available in the States now. So, I mean, that stuff happens all the time and, and our regular public doesn't know about it. And that's what I live, that's what I live through. And I see it and I'm like this is not right. So that's why when, you know, people say conspiracy theory, it's like, no, this stuff happens. It happens all the time. Wake up. It does. It does. Just like the fact that more than 80% of our pharmaceuticals come from China. We don't manufacture. The majority of our drugs are manufactured in China. And even if we had the capability to produce 10% of that, of of that whole production process, we would still need that 90% from China. We don't produce our own drugs. What are your thoughts on that? That was something that, that was also another, uh, if you ask me, a gem that came out during this whole process that we don't produce our own drugs. Yeah, uh, there was, gosh, who, I can't remember. Maybe it was Peter Atia podcast. Peter Atia, I think he's a doc. Um, I think he interviewed someone that was talking about, um, she was an investigative journalist in doing pharmaceuticals um, generics from like India mm-hmm. and talking about like the, the way that they make generic drugs in general, which is something a little different, but like how there's no, there's no set ingredient list. It's just trying to um, calculate things backwards from something. Anyways, they were finding a bunch of tainted drugs and yeah, there's, there's all those concerns, right? Wow. Like what's the ethical ways of in bringing in drugs or overseeing drugs from China or India or any other country? It's really hard. Yeah, well, it's it's this is a as as crazy as it seems. This is that weird good side. This that that weird upside. We actually get to have a conversation about where uh, our drugs are coming from, what we're putting in them, why we even need these things in the first place. I know it came out last year that over 50% of Americans are on one type of prescription drug. So to have this go down, you're, you're going to see a lot of people have to switch to natural and organic alternatives. Uh, yeah. Financially, that's the only way that we can go. I would right. like to think that this type of situation would, would create, a, create a situation where people begin to entertain these alternatives. I mean, we can't go back to, we can't go back to, to, we, we cannot go back to hydrocodone, oxycotton, you know, cassettes. We can't go back to any of these types of things. Like these are, these are, they are literally killing people. Right. No, Advil, like it's destroying people's blood barrier. It's destroying their lungs. It's destroying their brains. Like we cannot go back to this. And as you said before, you know, we, we, we look at the manufacturing of them. We're talking about how India reverse engineers uh, some of the, some of the drugs they get. How does that make sense? <laughs> and right. then and then we're giving these to people. So I, I think one of the reasons why I get worked up is because we're talking about not necessarily incompetence or negligence, but we're talking about, again, cracks in the system that have to either A, fall through, B, be exposed, or C, ultimately reformed. And I would like to think that's where we're at. Um, but uh, speaking of where we're at, the next question I have for you is what we're talking about. Is this event a chance to introduce alternative therapies into the mainstream? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think that it's, yeah, it's coming. I mean, people are being innovative and 
I, I can tell you just personally with like my post, um, like just vitamin C sales for my supplements, like people buying vitamin C has been outrageous, like amazing. People are wanting to keep their immune systems healthy. So zinc, vitamin C, iodine, um, selenium, all of these great nutrients helping to promote their vitamin D is a huge one. Um, promote their immune system. Like it's, it's really helping people, people that I've never, that would have never came to me to ask for infusions or, or supplements. They were coming to me asking me. So I just see personally in my community, like people just starting to wake up and ask questions. So I think it's happening on a big scale. Good. Good. That's, I feel like that's the narrative that we need to go with. You see them coming up with the, oh, second wave, oh, mutations, oh, strains, oh, fear, 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 fear. I feel right. like what we need to do is we need to put out this type of talking point. We can go with this narrative or we can, get, or we can uh, begin to build our own defenses talking about these other solutions. Yes, we should be cautious of these things. But like you said before, what can we really do? Other than building up our own immune system so that we're not severely impacted by this, there's not much else we can do. Right. No? Yes. Immune system is key. Yes. Uh, a few more questions for you. Two more questions for you. And then uh, we'll kind of go from there. Um, but uh, is this event a chance to reform our modern healthcare system? I... I feel like uh, people living in the healthcare system, Western medicine model, I think they'll be speaking up to all the injustices that they've seen from their administration. And I mean, people not having PPE, people having to reuse PPE or go into someone else's room with PPE, stuff that we would have never had been acceptable any other time. And that all of a sudden being acceptable and poor working conditions and all of that. Like the nurses and the docs are the ones that are doing all this frontline stuff and the administrators are the ones that are creating these horrible policies. So I feel like um, there will be a big shift of people saying, people requesting that they want more. They, they want to be working in an environment where they feel safe and they want to know. I have a lot of people that are nurses that want to know what other alternatives can be added. So just like I said, um, the hydrochloroquine and the azithromycin, adding zinc to that, the zinc is helping the hydrochloroquine, right? But just for having the nurse advocates in our local hospitals saying, hey, can you add zinc? Or the patient, like a family member of the patient saying, hey, I want to add vitamin C, I want to add zinc. They're doing this and they're, they're creating their own reform right now throughout, right in front of us. So yeah. that's, that's, that's one of the narratives I've been trying to tell people is that we're expecting we're, we're expecting like the best healthcare because that's what they tell us. Oh, America's got the best healthcare system in the world. And then Corona hits. And then we see them literally creating, like you said before, a new protocol before our very eyes. So I yeah. feel like that's, that's one of the crazier uh, sides of this. People are expecting greater, but we're seeing we really can't deliver. So that forces us to fill that position. We've got to start thinking about better ways, uh, not only to handle a crisis like this, but our health. And what exactly we're promoting to to society as a whole. Um, right. But my next question, final question, then we can we can go from wherever you'd like from there. Um, what type of steps or response should we have going forward? Hmm. Types of steps response. 
Do you mean as a, a political or as a healthcare? Oh, shucks, Steph. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's let's go with healthcare because everybody's over politics. Yeah, you know, I think that the to me the most important thing is preventative, right? Being proactive with our health. So for us to going into the winter months, especially like knowing that that's the time of our immune system goes down, doing things that we can to help our immune system strive, uh, taking extra supplements, getting vitamin D in through. It froze, briefly froze. <laughs> Hola. Hola. I don't know what that was about, but. Um, I don't know where you, where I left you. Uh, you were talking about taking more supplements, um, preventative healthcare taking the steps that you need to build your immune system up and then vitamin D. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. Vitamin D. Did you hear me talk about Iowa and we don't get enough? I did not hear about Iowa. No. Okay. So, so I check most of my patients in Iowa and, uh, we're all deficient in vitamin D, like usually Western medicine deficient, Western medicine, um, vitamin D levels, typically 30 to hundred is normal. Wow. In Iowa, I'd say our patient population averages around 27. This is healthy, not healthy. Um, but the immune, the, to be the most immune protective with everybody is around 60 to 80. Wow. So we need a lot of vitamin D. So typically just standing out in the sun for 15 minutes um, daily isn't enough. So that's something that I typically have people supplement, especially going closer to winter time. But doing things like elderberry, echinacea, all of that can help boost our immune system as well. I um, I'm growing echinacea tea here in my uh, in my garden out here, and I have a uh, hemp tea bags, and so I'm running around telling everybody, "Hey, take this! You need this! You need this!" Okay, now that you have this, sip it with a little bit of iodine; it'll taste great. Like blah 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 blah. I'm trying to do like everything I can to get people yeah. to think in that context. I'm using elderberry extract, echinacea tea, vitamin C and some pineapple juice, different things like that. Yeah. We live in abundance, but because our perception is so narrow, we, 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 we sometimes get fooled. Um, right. So with the time that we have, uh, we kind of got cut off there briefly, but did you want to talk about the political steps you think we should take forward? Or do you want to just throw that away? I, I totally understand if you want to throw it away. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know, like... Yeah, we just need to have ethical people in yes. the political arena <laughs> and people that aren't fueled by greed, people that are truly fueled by wanting to see people strive and be healthy because that's, that's the only way we're going to succeed as a nation and as a world. I have a, one last thing to say and I'll start wrapping things up. Um, it's kind of in relation to your, your, your history with vaccines. You know, a lot of people think that because, you're, because I'm anti-vaccine, like anti-science that's not the case i'm actually pro-science i'm a huge nerd do you want to speak on that why is there a narrative being put out there 
that because we're cautious of having things forcibly injected into our body, that we're considered uh, heretical. Like, why are, why are we crazy for being informed and not wanting things forcibly injected into our bodies? I think it goes along the lines of everything else, just fear being, um, we are taught Western medicine. We're taught not to question Western medicine. We just go through these things because that's what we're told to do. But we've come to a point where, and so before the media was able to tame this, right? They were tamed that people labeling them anti-vaxxers or conspiracy theorists. And now there's such a movement, like thankfully for the social media, the social media that, you know, limits us now, but for, for that happening over the past years, people have come, women, mostly mothers have come out to say, my child was very healthy and then they got this shot or I have four kids. The first one was vaccinated. They have a whole bunch of allergies and eczema and problems, learning problems. My second one was delayed. My third one had maybe one or two. My fourth one has no vaccines because I started researching more. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's kind of happening is this paradigm is shifting and it's really scary to the media and to the big the pharma, right? Because what's going to happen when people are starting to question what they have never been able to question before? Well, did you see just uh, towards, I think it was at the towards the end of last year and the start of this year, it got reiterated at the start of this year, the World Health Organization uh, convened to have a summit on vaccine safety and vaccine information. I forget the doctor's name. Uh, she was the head of the actual vaccine organization. She says, hey, we're having a very shaky front line when it comes to vaccines. Not even our doctors and nurses are able to, 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 to promote these things. So already the World Health Organization is aware that whatever they're doing with these vaccines, the adjuvants they're adding, like how it's reacting in people's bodies, they're aware of these things, but they're going ahead with it anyway. And I guess that's why I'm so grateful to have people like you, Stephanie, out there doing that, doing what you're doing, because people need to know uh, that there are good needles, I guess. <laughs> good yeah, needles. right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, you know, as a provider, it's my, it's my obligation to listen to my patients. And just because a blood test comes back and it's negative or, you know, like I believe my patients, I believe their symptoms. And I will fight for them because that's what I'm here to do. How crazy to have a doctor that actually listens to her patients. What is it, 2020? And we have a doctor that listens to her patients. That's so strange. <laughs> right. It's, it's, yeah, it's a unique, it, it's crazy to me. But yeah, it's one of those things like that's why I have my own clinic because I, I saw what I had to do at my first job and you know, just going through and, you know, every 15 minutes to satisfy other people's needs, like, and not feel like I was doing anything to help people. I just knew that that wasn't going to be the way I was going to practice healthcare. So. Steph, I, I'll tell you, I really do love where your head is at. I like what you're doing. And I'm telling you that you're helping save lives. Uh, even by people watching, this, they're going to go out and they're going to go find uh, this treatment in their local area. So please, please. Yes. Dear Lord, please keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And just to, just with that, when people are looking like naturopathic docs, they're the they're the first people that have done natural medicine for forever. They've they're there. So look for naturopathic medicine. Um, in some states, it's not legal, so you'll have to find like the actual accredited naturopaths, not the people that just get certified. Certified, but get the real docs that go through all their education. They're very smart and they, they're integrative in, in just general. So please look for them, look for integrative 
natural health practitioners. If you can't find one of them in your area, find a really good chiropractor that that works on the body and works on the functional medicine aspect of the health too. Closing word, what would you like to let the audience know? Oh, be empowered, you know, like just always ask questions. Why? Be, be that toddler of you, you know, ask why for everything. What is, what is going in my body? Why is it going in my body? What is being said? Why is it being said? Always question everything. Don't take anybody's word for it. Question everything. I love it. I love it. When I want to say thank you so much, Dr. Stephanie Groots, for joining us. Where can people find more of your amazing work? And if they're in your local area, uh, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, so I just would say contact me on Instagram. I'm at The Healthy Practitioner. And on um, Facebook, the same. Uh, my clinic is Balance Integrative Health and Wellness. Okay. I'll be sure to put all that information uh, in the description bar below. But again, thank you so much uh, for donating your time with us, Doctor. This has been a delightful conversation, and I hope you will join us again uh, to talk about yeah. these things and more. Would love to. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for joining us. This was a this is a blast. Awesome. <laughs> wait, thank you. I can't wait to talk to you more. Be safe out there. Thanks. You too. I'll do what I can. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. There she goes. Dr. Stephanie Groots. All right. Wow. What a powerful interview, right? Very insightful, very heady, very cerebral, but at the same time beneficial for you to get your body together. I will for sure put all of the links uh, to Dr. Stephanie Gruz's information as well as her clinic in, this, in the description bar below and keep her in your prayers, guys. You've got FBI rating hospitals that do IV uh, vitamin C treatment and Stephanie is one of these people. This is why we need to have these type of people on, and this is why we do this type of work. But, however, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, and Dr. Stephanie Groots, out.